having someone else who is in the industry that you can have a chat with is definitely gold. I believe in you. Proudly supported by RAH McDonald's. Hello and welcome to I Believe in You, the podcast about setting your goals and achieving your dreams. I'm your host, Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor. And this season, we will be meeting seven incredible women who have turned their passion into their careers. We often romanticize the idea of building our own business from the ground up. But what happened after everything is up and running? What is it like to be in for it for the long haul? Carol Hinscliffe has been running her own business for quite a few years and even now is looking at how to adapt and change her approach as new technology and challenges arise. So what does Carol do? I'm a licensed property settlement agent, which means I take a contract written up by a real estate agent and take that through all the processes to um, settle properties in WA for residential properties, commercial properties. Um, I'm a jack of all trades in that um, first I'm a licensed conveyancer, but then I pick up the slack for everything else. I now outsource some of my social media and um, some of my GST but I'm basically the person that you get on the phone uh, that does start to finish. For how many years did you have this business? More years than I like to count. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I've had my own business, which I started from scratch for more than um, 15 years and uh, gradually building it up um, with repeat clients and client referrals and uh, yeah. So that's a huge amount of experience that you have. So before we're going to dive in exactly what the process looked like, tell me what's the name of your business and where did that come from? Uh, the name of um, my settlement agency is Oceana Settlements. Um, I used to love reading uh, mythology, Greek mythology, and I started looking at um, a name that might be relevant. And then I came across that um, Oceana is part of... Um, a group, uh, Australia is included in the group around um, Asia, um, so the Oceania area. I was looking at Medusa, but I didn't think that would go down very well. So, so I chose Oceania because we're beside the ocean and um, I love water. That's a very catchy name. And I remember a few months ago, you were at an event that display your business and you actually had a real fish in a bowl on the table to explain the how Oceana Settlement is the beach and the nature and all of that. So for a lot of us, we have used a settlement agent, but for a lot of us, we don't really understand the process. Take us a little bit through that process. What happened when you first get the phone call from your client? Um, usually I end up uh, having inquiries from people who have already put pen to paper and put an offer in. Um, but I um, have had clients that have rung me up beforehand and said, look, can you review this contract before we sign? And I'll um, suggest to them, you know, you might want to think about this. Are these, are these inspections, depending on the age of the property, 
Um, but once the contract's been signed by both parties, that's your legal document and you have to move forward with those terms and conditions that you've agreed to with your buyer or your seller. Um, so once uh, the contract comes to us, we basically um, do the uh, title searches, set the file up. And the first lot of correspondence I send to my clients is they have to complete identification. That's a requirement uh, since 2010, um, since we have had uh, fraud, um, international fraud, um, where properties were sold by people that were not, a, not the actual owners. So um, it started with sellers and then buyers ended up having to do the same to try and uh, stop fraud of loans being taken out. Um, uh, so now we will do settlements electronically. So at the same time as identification, we get the client's authorization to do electronic settlements and sign digital documents um, for, for them um, through the settlements. Now the platform we use is the Property Exchange Australia called uh, PEXA, the abbreviation. So we have to have your authorization to, to do uh, sign digital documents on your behalf. So that's the first step. And then the next lot of correspondence is paperwork that relates to um, uh, the current legislation and requirements that we, we need as a settlement agent, appointment to act, foreign duty forms, uh, cost disclosures, uh, first homeowner uh, duty forms, um, and so on and so forth. So basically, nobody can own a house if they didn't work for a settlement agent? You can either use a settlement agent or um, a solicitor. Mm -hmm. um, basically, um, for you to be able to use the platform um, PEXA, Property Exchange Australia, you have to be registered with them. You have to go through an identification process. Um, so banks are registered with them, uh, lawyers are registered with them, not all lawyers, um, solicitors, officers maybe, um, and, and settlement agents. Uh, so settlement agents are still um, basically doing work in their states, but um, we will eventually um, end up doing other states as well. How far down the track, I'm not sure. And for me, I know when it comes to reading contracts, you are the queen because no word will pass you if it's not supposed to be there. And that is one of your values that you offer your clients by giving them that knowledge. Am I right when I say this? Um, I, I'm happy to review a contract. I can't give legal advice, but, and I will refer clients to get legal advice. I had a contract that came across my desk yesterday that was presented to my client um, who was selling and it was basically a document from the eastern states and I said I wouldn't sign this contract um, one because there's a lot more in here that that doesn't work for you you have to be aware of uh, certain wording and how that may affect you and what it may cost you if you choose to go with the wording that the real estate agent has presented to you so I do like to make people aware that the consequences of accepting that wording is this. I would recommend that you add additional wording to have some recourse that works for you. So Carol, you've been in this um, business for 15 years. What is some of the challenges that had come your way? Well, there's been a lot of challenges with banks. So depending on staffing levels, um, if you're trying to speak to a bank depending on the bank and what's happening. And 
just trying to get the right information to make informed decisions about how to best run your business, whether it's be telecommunications, uh, whether it be equipment, trying to improve your practices and procedures to try and minimise any issues. I think it's like any business, you're just trying to always improve. Um, so every so you will get glitches every now and again so they'll be a challenge and you just have to work through them and that is out there for all our listeners you just have to work through it it's going to come and 15 years in the business you would know that those challenges come but if you just have that mentality let's work through it once we're through it we carry on again and I must admit I've had a very good mentor in the industry who employed me with my first job. She's always been a great sounding board. She's always been very generous and prepared to have a conversation with me while I've been able to run something past her or, you know, throw some ideas out there. So having someone else who is in the industry that you can have a chat with is definitely gold. So what... What is your opinion on mentors? So you have a mentor in this. What can you tell our listeners out there, um, especially the ones that do not have mentors? Is that something you can highly recommend? I definitely recommend a mentor. Um, I think they can look outside the box for you um, because sometimes you're too close and you can't see other options. And it gives you a, um, another eye view and um, different ideas and sometimes that's all you need to move forward where you may be stuck Um, so I think there's great um, benefits um, to mentoring and they can also put you in touch with other people that are expertise in other areas that you may not have um, normally come across. So will you suggest to our listeners that not just having a mentor starting up, but literally f- um, follow through with a mentor along your side? I think so. I, th- I think I, I spent a lot of time in the beginning fumbling. Um, I wasted a lot of money at the beginning not knowing, trying to do everything myself, um, marketing-wise, and I wasted a lot of money um, initially um, and just trying to do everything. Um, so I think if you can get, if you're looking to start a business, you really need to um, investigate. I think I should have spent more time investigating how to run a business rather than just, uh, you know, I could do what I would do, but running a business is totally different. Do you feel that you a mentor for other people around you as well, or how do you see that? I'm definitely open to um, having discussions with people and um, bouncing ideas around. I think that's always a brilliant idea is to thrash ideas out with other people because it can just give you um, an aha moment and give you something else that you never thought about, um, which might, again, move you forward. And with you all these years in business and have that expertise, I can just imagine what a great mentor you will be for the young generation that's coming in. Because yes, things probably be done a little bit different, but in 15 years, you probably have done and see and do everything um, that a settlement agent can do. The actual industry is evolving all the time. There's been so many changes in the industry in the last 10 years. Some of the people that were, when I first went into the industry, they've basically, when conveyancing started in WA, they were there at the beginning. 
they must be absolutely amazed by the changes that have come through to where we are today. And how do you keep up with all these changes in your industry? I communicate with my mentor that's in the industry. Um, We do have yearly seminars where all people in the industry get together. And we also have courses during the year as well. We also get our updates from the Institute, um, West Australian Institute of Conveyances. Um, If I've come across something that I I don't particularly, not 100% on, I'll ring up the Institute and they'll usually have people who are on call who are dealing either with banks or the Office of State Revenue or Landgate and um, they can clarify what's basically changes are happening. So it's a great touch point to go back to the to the Institute. A lot of business owners that work from home have said to me that one of their challenges is you kind of get lonely because you're in your office by yourself. There's you Some days go by and you just work and you don't see um, some people out there. Is that something that has come across for you as well? Definitely, definitely. I will definitely uh, ring my sister up and um, chew her ear off until she says, okay, well, we're ready to talk about something else now. <laughs> and uh, and also friends and my uh, mentor will sort of vent together of things that were ha- happening that we can... So, yes, there's definitely that part aspect of working from home. I've currently just started um, a new lady that's working with me so that's only fairly fresh so hopefully that will be good for for my mental health to have someone else to talk to probably for my sister's mental health as well yeah (laughs) and do you attend some networking events um do you surround you with some other business owners I have pre previously but at the moment um things are just so so busy um, there's not enough hours in the day. I still, every now and again, will go to an event, preferably that are after hours. Um, I know that some uh, businesses like to go early in the morning. I'm not an early uh, early bird by any means, um, but I much prefer um, after hours um, and weekends uh, work for me best. So you just have to um, do what fits uh, in your work style and, and also your personal life, what works for you. Yes, so if you're somebody working from home and you do have that same feeling that working from home is lonely, get involved in a networking group, even if it's online, if you can't get to it all the time, because you literally learn from those other business owners. And you also, it's great to see a new business come along and you can support them or you can invest in their business or buy from them or even get referrals to them. So for a lot of our listeners out there that is passion to business, that just started up your business, go and found a business networking place where you do feel comfortable with the group. And it's not always just to go there and get business. Sometimes it's that you take your knowledge there and go and share it with them, or you go there to support. So is that your view on networking as well? Well, Definitely. When uh, COVID was around and we were doing um, networking by Zoom, that was really great because uh, I was able to pick, uh, pick people's brains with regards to how, the, how they were um, doing certain things in their business, how they were uh, dealing with things. So that, 
um, inspired me or gave me ideas and um, just knowing that there's other people out you that, out there that are having the same problems, you know, what do you do with your telecommunications, how do you keep on top of that so that you're not blowing out your costs there, um, how do you look at your equipment, how do you look at your um, uh, consumables. Um, uh, it's nice to have someone to have a chat about and just say, well, you know, what are you finding It works best? Similar to social mar- um, social media and marketing. You know, where do you find um, work, uh, marketing works best for you? So having people that are in uh, running businesses, it's, it's great to be able to, you know, hear how people are doing what they're doing and see whether you can implement it in your business as well. Yes, and I found if somebody refers someone to you, you kind of feel a little bit better than just go and Google and use anyone out there because if they connect with that person, they kind of understand the level of um, quality that they deliver. And when they refer you to them, they would say, I can refer it because I've used them before. Or I can refer that business because this is the reviews from that business. And that I found is very helpful because how many times do we pay school fees? What do you mean by school fees? So school fees is when a business make mistakes or you pay for something and you don't get the value from it. So like as you grow as a business, there's expenses that doesn't really give you value, but it costs you some money. So it's a bit of a learning curve. Definitely a learning curve um, when you first start. Um, Trying to work out how to best market your business. Um, There's a lot of money that I wasted. There's a lot of people that will sell marketing to you. Um, and you give you give everything a go, but basically um, you need some mentoring with that because it can be a l- big waste of money. Uh, it may not be for the target market you're looking for. Uh, another th- big thing for me is telecommunications, which I've mentioned before. I wasted a lot of money staying with um, Telstra and um, not looking at alternative... Um, Uh, supplies uh, for telecommunication and as soon as I did um, when I went to Optus it was such massive savings so um, you really need to um, investigate and if not find somebody who has the knowledge um, to look at those things for you. And that's where a mentor come in actually so handy because that's just that second opinion and that might help you stop paying those school fees. But we all have paid school fees, as you said, especially on marketing. Mm-hmm. You get promised they're going to change the world and you keep paying and no no world being changed there, mm-hmm. for you there. And I know, especially on websites, a lot of my clients had spent lots of money on website. Stressful, the end of the website is not what they expected and it doesn't generate any work for them. So that's for, we call it school fees, but I know sometimes I get to a stage to say, I'm too long in business. I don't want to pay any more school fees. Definitely. I mean, you've highlighted another big thing for me was websites. Yes, you can have a website created, but if you don't have um, the social media going in the background so that makes you attractive to Google to get you up on the page when people are searching, um, then um, you're looking at paying a lot of money to Google um, in click 
her um, client through, which um, could be a total waste of money. Whereas uh, organically, if you can get all your ducks in a line with your social media, your, your LinkedIn, your Facebook, um, your Facebook business pages, um, your uh, posts going out on a regular basis, it becomes very much more organic. And yes, you do have to pay somebody, but it, at least it's a lot more effective. And I wasted a lot of money uh, paying Google uh, for a couple of years. Also, someone working with SEO, finding somebody who does actually SEO properly um, and um, trying to make sure that the website is um, attractive for search engines um, is, is also... Um, you can get someone to do a website for $500, but it may not necessarily have all the things in the background in the uh, behind it that make it effective um, to get um, that traction that works with Google. I don't know everything, but I've learnt a lot. Um, you know, it all has to be working together to, to be effective. Yes, and a lot of new business owners think that you need this big fancy website that costs you thousands of dollars. That's not necessarily the case. I know that sometimes a basic, more simple, is much easier for your client to work through, understand you and go click, 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 that's what I need. Tick the button, do the inquiry and literally go over to get the, the job done. Yes, I mean, basically... Everyone these days are time poor and they don't want to read a lot. So they want something that's very simple and easy to read, visually easy to read. And there's all these sort of things that you have to take into account, left to right, photos on the left, all these sort of things. You need somebody who knows not only how to create a website but is also familiar with marketing and what, how people um, look at uh, websites when they're searching. So Carol, every business have the highlights. What is the highlight in your business? There's a couple of highlights. Um, highlight for me is when a client uh, becomes a raving fan and um, suddenly they're uh, referring their work colleagues and uh, family. I have a couple of clients like that and uh, that's brilliant for my confidence. Another highlight has um, been finding my current mentor, uh, yourself, and uh, taking me through the um, uh, process of uh, re-engaging in, um, in my business and learning how to look outside the box and um, just uh, setting goals and um, making sure that I follow through on things so that uh, the business becomes more um, viable, um, especially since after COVID and basically uh, the industry was quite dead there for a couple of years. Luckily, I didn't have the overhead of having to pay for offices. Um, so I'm very, very lucky. And um, I made sure that I didn't carry too much debt and tried to get rid of a lot of debt after the global uh, crisis. Um, so uh, definitely the mentoring has been a highlight for me because it's uh, definitely allowed me to 
become um, more financially stable for me. And working with you as a mentor, I had really enjoyed that. And I must say, the celebrations that you're probably going to hit this month, your highest amount of settlements that you've ever done working in your business, is that right? I hope to. Um, so, um, yes, it has been uh, increasing, and which has been an absolute um, uh yeah, joy to to um, get more confident and uh, feel that have a lot more traction with everything that's working um, and moving in the right direction. So um, yes, it's been it's it's been a journey, and you've been on it with me and uh, pushing me all the way. So it's definitely um, one of my highlights is to actually be in a better position uh, than when I was um, from when I started. And Carol, for me, looking at you and you falling in the 60 plus um, category for women in business and still hitting the highlights of your business career, that is so inspiring for women out there because they think that, okay, life had changed. We cannot um, do this anymore because of the younger generation coming in. But you have just proved that even at the older bracket ladies in business, you can still hit that high numbers in your business. So well done on that and thank you. So if you leave us today with your favorite phrase, what will that be? Well, one of the phrases that I played with was, if you're ready to move, we'll move you on time. If you would like to know more about Carol, you can find her details in the episode description. Next time, we will be chatting with someone who has gone through the process of reinventing and redefining herself and is now helping others to do the same. Thank you so much for listening and until next time, I believe in you. Thank you for listening to the I Believe in You podcast. If you're interested in being coached by Lizelle, we have a number of solutions available for you, no matter where you are in the world. You can find all the details for these and how to get in touch in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by RAH McDonald's. It's more than Maccas, it's developing personal excellence for life. I Believe in You is produced by Bad Bard Productions.